What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of Next Gen Newsweek. Thank you for taking time uh, of taking or getting away from your Nintendo 69s to come and uh, join us for another episode. That's a funny joke if you've watched the new episode of Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, uh, it's free on YouTube, so make sure you go watch. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we have a full panel this evening, uh, minus uh, Alex or any other random guests that we have. So uh, let me introduce you to everybody if you're new here. My name is Mitch, and joining me tonight is Richard with his pink headphones. They're my daughters. <laughs> Rock. But, but hello. <laughs> hello, kitty. Yeah. Steven, welcome back. It's been a few weeks. Thanks for coming back mm-hmm. and hanging out with us. Michael. Hi. Meow, meow. He's here every week. And Chase. Hello. Welcome back. Um, Before we get going, uh, we have a couple of announcements. And I'm going to let Steven have the floor for a few minutes, or however long he needs, to share his very exciting news with everybody. Well, um, me and the lady found out um, last Saturday that we're going to have a kid. Yay! And, uh... That would probably explain all of the, uh, the sickness that I've been having because uh, sympathy pain runs deep in my family. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're pretty excited. Uh, it's going to be our first one. Um, it's been a lot of uh, perusing in Walmart. Uh, we'll go in there for milk and we'll be in there an hour and a half looking at baby stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're real excited about it, um, whether it's he or she. Um, I'm are you going to find glad out glad to be able to raise, um, I'm not sure when we're going to find out. Um, uh, well, no, but some people just choose not to, they want that surprise. I was geez. asking if, if you plan yeah, on at some point. It. Yeah. We're going to, oh out. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of eager to raise my, my little future gamer. <laughs> That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You say that now, but then when she's, when he or she's home during the summer and they're playing Minecraft with your cousins and you're, they're playing on your PS6 or, wait, hold on. Who am I talking to? Your Xbox, whatever. You're going to think about the the term raising your gamer. (laughs) Well, I get to use that line. um, Are you winning? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Pretty soon, uh, you won't have to go to Walmart for milk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And then more in gaming announcement-related news. Uh, We've done a couple of these before, but uh, next Wednesday I will be uh, doing a special little uh, video uh, with Jason Tomlinson from Big Dad Games and uh, Jonathan Bly, we're going to be talking about uh, Kazuya and uh, Smash Brothers as well as some more Nintendo uh, E3 related stuff. So that'll be a separate thing that's going on uh, next week. So you get an extra video. And uh, thank Yay. you to the extra. We've gained 10 subscribers in the past week. So I don't know where y'all came from, but thank you for subscribing to the channel. Appreciate mm-hmm. it a lot. All right. Let's jump into uh, some headlines for this past week. Uh, Chase, our senior uh, news correspondent to the group chat, <laughs> uh, keeping us updated ever since uh, it was so easy uh, when I'm at work and the only major gaming news outlet that has an app where I can quickly share stuff has been IGN and they have um, updated their app and I can't share links as fast as I can. So Chase, who's like, when he's at home, he just rapid fire since... <laughs> all of the news that I'm missing throughout the day. Uh, and so this past week has really been a lot of PlayStation stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. it started, the week started off with a rumor that there was going to be a ghost of Tsushima, uh, and like a second game, or I think it was, what was it called? Ghost of Ikishima. Is that what the, they were thinking yeah. it was called? And then, mm-hmm. uh, today they announced the ghost of Tsushima director's cut that is coming to PS five and PS four. Uh, $70 on PS5, 60 on PS4, uh, coming out on August 20th, and it includes this Iki Island expansion, uh, and then offers some PS5-related uh, uh, improvements to the game. Uh, Chase, are you going to double dip 
on Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima for PS5? Definitely. It was a, yeah, it was a great game. I can't wait to play some more of it. So, yeah. uh, you, you don't um, by double dip. Are you talking about paying that? Because there is upgrade fees where you don't have to actually purchase oh, it. Okay. I think right. it's a little bit. I think it's a little. I mean, if you already own the PS4, it's like a thirty dollar upgrade. It's a. Well, it's like a. Well, it's like a twenty dollar upgrade. Well, it's like a twenty dollar DLC fee, and then there's a there's a ten dollar upgrade fee. Which yeah. Does, yeah yeah which I feel like the the upgrade free fee should be least free, but yeah. That's what they did for Final Fantasy VII too, right? I mean, did it like a ten dollar yeah. upgrade fee. Yeah. No. no, no, for set no, no, it's, that was oh. a free upgrade. Oh, yeah. now they released um, they released that kind of I don't know if you call it an episode one or DLC piece or whatever the one that had Yuffie in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that was uh, you had to pay like twenty bucks for that, but that wasn't associated with the the PS4 to PS5 upgrade. That was free. I can't keep all that stuff straight. They, they have different policies for every different game that comes out. So mm-hmm. there's a just. Not, I'm not trying to say that Xbox is any better with this, but well, if only them, they had a game pass where you could just, you know, play it same day. <laughs> I was just gonna say, at least when you buy something like that, you know that it's a free upgrade to next gen. That's where I was going with that. They're not, I don't think there's any games that are making you pay to upgrade. And then someone will go in the comments, be like, Well, Mitch, you forgot about this game, and it's like, I don't know fusion frenzy for the original xbox or something I don't know. <laughs> something, something dumb um so richard you and i think we're on the same page about it where well, we hadn't bought ghost of tsushima but we planned on buying the ps5 version oh no i have ghost of tsushima oh never mind so i'm alone I, in this <laughs> i don't uh, i mean i more than likely i'll end up um paying the the upgrade thing but and it, we'll see i may wait for like a, a special or something like that, if you, they have one. You know, I think we were talking last week about how the, that game was like $10 through the PlayStation Direct, um, their website or something for like around that those Prime Day mm-hmm. things. So yeah. That, that would have been the perfect time to buy that. But they, you know, of course, waited to announce this. Yeah, uh, they do. They also sold out like in two minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they get you. Alright, uh, we're going to jump from that to uh, the PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold for July. So we'll start with PlayStation. Uh, anything about that you want to talk about? With just, uh, I know Richard's got at least one of these in here that he's excited for. Uh, I so, am, so, uh, yeah. So PlayStation, uh, your PS5 exclusive PS Plus game is A Plague Tale. I, it looks pretty cool. I've never played it. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, the worst Black Ops in the entire span of Call of Duty Black Ops games. And uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, Richard. <laughs> you know, I love arcade wrestlers. Uh, I, I love the like the little the added animations and all that stuff. And plus, there's like a lot of wrestlers where, you know, I'm an '80s kid, and I think just about all '80s kids you grew up watching like WWF. Um, I, I haven't watched wrestling since the mid '90s, but um, a lot of familiar faces from my childhood. So, you know, a couple of. Uh, couple of perks with that it being an arcade wrestler and then having a lot of familiar faces from my childhood and you know i it was on sale a few weeks ago and i kind of thought about buying it i'm glad i didn't now but it's been something i've looked at so yeah i'm I'm excited for that one is anyone else excited about any of the playstation games or if you own a playstation you're gonna be picking them up i bought a plague tale a little while back on sale but i still haven't played it but i do this this has the uh, ps5 upgrade with it so that's nice. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. If only they when they did Final Fantasy VII like two months ago, it came with a free PS5 upgrade because you can't upgrade <laughs> right. that version to the PS5 yep. version, which is the reason true, why I haven't yeah. started it up. It's <laughs> 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 so stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, Steven, Mr. Xbox Man, uh, Games of Gold for uh, July. We have Conquer Live and Loaded. I've never heard of this Conquer game before. But, Me either, but it probably is nowhere near as good as Conquer's Bad Fur Day. So, um, it's it's probably like the Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts of the Conquer games. Oh, want to talk about nuts and bolts? <laughs> I probably wrong was that the that. was that the remaster of Bad Fur Day? Was it? 
I know. thought they came out with a second one, but I don't remember what system it was released on. And I don't think it, like, I mean, like Mitch said, I don't think it had the rave reviews that the original one had. Could be wrong. No, Chase is right. It's a, the single player in Conquer Live and Reload is a remake of Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yeah, okay. but I heard they like toned it down some. Ah. <laughs> Which no, I would love a reboot. No of that thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Maybe once that team that's doing uh, the perfect dark reboot gets done, they'll jump over to Conquer. Conquer and Banjo, but you know what? People always kept talking about how Double Fine needed to do a reboot of Banjo. They need to do a reboot of Conquer because their toilet humor is perfect for Conquer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, then a couple other games I've never heard. Actually, I think I've heard of one of these. Uh, Planet Alpha. Never heard of it. Uh, then there's a Midway Arcade Origins, which includes like over 20 games in that hmm. little collection. So you technically get like 20. 23 plus games through them technically nice. this month uh and then rock of ages 3 make and a break have anyone ever played a rock of ages game i think one of them was free a while back on the playstation store i think i tried it out is it that was the game is, is that the game that um resembles what is it uh katamari dynasty katamari damasi yeah, i mean you roll a big rock no. around i mean it's it's yeah. similar, but okay. I was thinking it was more of like um, some kind of heavy metal type game, and <laughs> no. all, all I could think about was Brutal Legend. I was like, if there's another game like Brutal Legend that's out there, I would probably try it just to see how bad it was compared to Brutal Legend. <laughs> so, anyway, you have all of those games to look forward to across July. So make sure you download them or at least add them to your library. Um. This next, the rest of this is, well, not really the rest of it. A good chunk of the rest of this is like, this is Richard's episode. Like, if, is what, this is the way I think about it. This is Richard's episode because we have to talk about Silent oh God. Hill. We have to talk about Grand Theft Oh, that's Auto. right. We got to talk, and then Richard actually brought up a great discussion that ties into the Grand Theft Auto bit, I think. Yes, it does. So, I thought it did. That's an awesome segue. So, uh, we'll. Because that's, that's one of the games that I had in mind yeah. when, when I thought about that. So. We'll start at the beginning, though. Um, if y'all remember this little company called uh, Konami, they're really famous for these pachinko games they've been making here lately, <laughs> um, and these mobile games. Uh, they have partnered with Bloober Team, which is the team that just finished making The Medium, uh, which launched for Series X, but now is also coming to PS5. Uh, and then the Blair Witch game uh, are collaborating, and there's a really good chance this is turning into a Silent Hill reboot. Nice, Richard. How do you feel about this uh, team merger, as you, I guess you would call it? Um, I don't know. I don't. Um, the medium was a, a launch title, or was it a launch title? It came out like a month later. Yeah, I think it was, it was one of those Window. false promises. Um, it's I didn't play that because they've got a ex limited exclusivity. Um, I am interested in it. I know the only feedback I've heard about it is from you, Mitch, and it wasn't positive. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm amped for another Silent Hill, but, you know, you want it in good hands, mm -hmm. and it's been so long. Um, I don't know. I'm, You know, if they're just now putting the team together, I mean, we're – we're years away from, from really anything. So mm -hmm. am I excited that there's another Silent Hill on the way? Yeah. I kind of figured it was on the horizon with them putting the team together now, though. It's it's a lot further back than I assumed it was. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of those things where you're excited, but on the same hand, it's like, how long has it been since the last one? You know, I mean, I don't know how well pachinko games do in Japan. I mean, they... They must do really, really well for them to just completely fall off the map <laughs> as far as, you know, console gaming goes. But I don't know, you know, let's let's wait and see. We'll probably get something official in two years or so. So I, I hope we'll put it that way. I, I have hope. The only thing I've seen people kind of be concerned with is that the Blair Witch game and the medium are not like action horror games they're like walking and getting scared type of games so like yeah the medium 
and Blair Witch can do they have the the scare factor down but how do they they're gonna handle a horror game that actually involves like action and every like actually being able to fight back instead of just hiding uh, well I mean, you know, I think we're further enough away now where we can kind of talk about um, the dollhouse. I know Chase, I think he played through the village, so didn't you? Not, not yet. Oh, I thought you had. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Well, there's a, there's a section there uh, called the dollhouse, and um, I, I can do this without spoiling anything. When you go into the situation, it, it completely removes all of your weapons. So... That's I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it a chapter. There's a chapter of the game there, where it, it is a scare fest, and you're not being combative with anything. Uh, there's a lot of running away, and you know a lot of you know acting quickly, thinking quickly. So, you know, even though it is a combative game, it's not always a combative game. So if you can kind of strike that balance, which you yeah, I'm not played Blair Witch, and I'm not played the medium, so I don't know. I don't know what that what they see that balance as being, but there is a balance where it doesn't have to be strictly combative, especially now. Because, you know, I think the Silent Hills that we're used to, you know, this is a different time. You know, other games have come out. People are, their interests have kind of shifted. So it's it can't be the Silent Hill of old. You know, it's got to be something new. So it, it may not necessarily have to have that 100% combative focus on it you know, if they can find a, a good balance. Maybe the entire premise is just, okay, here, okay, Blooper Team, here's what you're going to do. You're going to finish <laughs> the PT demo and make a full game out of it. Like, sold. <laughs> I, you know, for the longest time, though, there was a game, um, what was it called? Allison Road? That looks so much like it. And then it's, I don't know, it's through Developmental X. I'm going to look that up real quick because I haven't seen any press on it lately. But it looked like PT demo. Wasn't that um, what is that other game that was supposed to get announced or shown off like last weekend and they got delayed a month? What was it called? Abandoned, I think. Yeah. That everybody thought that was uh, the new Silent Hill game, and that the guy that was behind it was uh, actually Hideo Kojima, and that he was just pretending not to be him to get to avoid the press or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the internet's a fucking crazy place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, we're just we're just gonna here's Hideo Kojima, but it's not him. Just whatever. Okay, so here's the here's the update on Allison Road, which was pretty much they took PT demo and made a whole game out of it. Apparently, on June fourth of two thousand sixteen, the Allison Road Twitter account announced that the game had been canceled. Two months later, on August twenty second, an announcement was made on the same Twitter account indicating that the work on the game had resumed. And there's been no progress report since then. You know, it's 2016. When I was <laughs> so. when I was going to get the image for the thumbnail, first off, I'm so sick of seeing that picture of Lisa. I guess that's the name of the spirit or whatever from the PT demo, where her face is just like all up in the camera and it's all distorted. I hate that photo. It just runs around like rampant whenever anytime Silent Hill shows up. Yeah. I tried to pick a different one. Plus, I wasn't trying to put something completely scary as a thumbnail because then people nobody would click on it. But Anyway, um, now I said all that, and I can't think of what I was going to actually say. Anyway, Silent Hill reboot coming at some point. I'm done rambling about it. Uh, unless anyone else is, has anything to add to this discussion about Silent Hill. No. Okay. Um, I guess now we'll jump to the... Uh, I call it PlayStation's big shopping spree, because they literally have been... They just, like, within this past week, have gone through and acquired... A bunch of different studios uh, potentially one more on the layer but it's not been official it was just kind of like i guess leaked uh but anyway the other day uh playstation require they purchased uh housemark the uh developer behind returnal and in the playstation blog post it said that we were we we're really impressed with how returnal did which was like okay so we you could like back this game and like depending on how well it sold or not you were gonna buy the studio which i don't know i don't like the wording behind that but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this seemed weird. And then uh, Nixus, which is a, I hope I'm saying that right. It's a company that specializes in porting PC games or, P, or porting games to PC. Uh, so that makes me think that they're really going to start diving into uh, 
doing a lot more ports of the current games that they have. So mm-hmm. people like myself and Michael, who primarily play PC, and I have other systems, but we primarily play PC now, will be able to play PlayStation exclusive soon. So Michael can play not only Genshin Impact, but other games like Genshin Impact. Yeah, like Genshin Impact for PS5, but on the PC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, probably what is that that game? Kena Bridge of Spirits. That's like a, that's a Michael game. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, and then the the final uh, acquisition that was leaked but not confirmed to be true is that they have acquired Blue Point Studios, which I thought they already owned Blue Point, but that's the company that uh, did Demon Souls. And uh, and the most recent Shadow of the Colossus, which I think well, that was a reboot, right? Not a, a new yeah. game in that series. Right. Yeah, um, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, yeah, that, little, that was a remaster. Re, re, yeah, yeah. So uh, before we jump away from this, I guess just going to quickly ask two two questions, to everybody. One, uh, what uh, PlayStation exclusive would you like to see come to PC next, and then? Uh, what game would you like to since Blue Point Studios obviously is just doing remasters and remakes, what PlayStation IP would you like for them to remaster next? If anyone has anything, go for it. I know that uh, on their annual report, um, they did say something about moving one of the um, Uncharted games to PC. And recently, the, the new box art for the Ghost of Tsushima uh, does not have uh, only on PlayStation anymore. On it now, Ooh. so <laughs> it's coming. <to> Xbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stephen, what were you gonna say, man? Um, I think <laughs> I've I've said this quite a few, few times. Um, I would love to see a remaster to Legend of Dragon. Um, it was a game that came out in two thousand. Um, the storyline was interesting. I mean. Hell, it had to have a storyline to be for this uh, long. So oh, um, I would love to see a remaster to that. Um, and if they could bring it to PC, that'd be awesome as well. It was four discs, but only four gigabytes. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how big uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. You're, you're right. It, it was roughly, it was roughly um, six gigabytes for all of that. What a world like we live in now. Uh, Richard, Michael, y'all have anything to add? Any any games you'd like to see come to PC or get remade? No, I don't think anything should go to PC. <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft made me like <laughs> Microsoft has made me like very divisive. I'm ready to just like isolate and build walls. But um, uh, back in the day, um, what was the name of it? Uh, it was it was for the original PlayStation. I don't know if Sony actually made it or if it was somebody else. I'd have to look it up. Uh, Nightmare Creatures. It was kind of like this weird sort of gothic, not like Bloodborne, but um, more Devil May Cry-ish kind of atmosphere to it. I- I'd like to see another take on that, though. I remember that from back in the day. That'd be cool to-, to revisit that because that's not something that lived beyond the original playstation you know it, it didn't have it didn't appear on playstation 2 3 or 4 anything like that so mm. i think that would be cool nightmare creatures nice michael anything from you um tokyo jungle <laughs> so it was uh made back for the ps3 but it was like um like just different animals that, that were like in gangs that were in like a futuristic dilapidated Tokyo. Interesting. I would like to see that remastered and come to the console. Mine, I, mine will definitely not happen because Blue Point obviously isn't going to make a fighting game, but I would love to see some studio bring back Bloody Roar. I don't know if y'all ever played Bloody oh, Roar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Was what is the name of those um those I think they're children's books. Is it called Animorphs, I think? Where it's like the kids yeah. transform into animals. Okay, it's like that, oh, but yeah. it's a fighting game. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but I, anyway, had a lot like uh I never well, I had a PS one and then like years later after owning a PS three and I may have never even had a PS four, 
I finally went back and bought a PS2, and that was one of the first games that I ever got for. <laughs> was Bloody Roar. Uh, all right. Speaking of old games, um, Nintendo reportedly rejects making an ultra-realistic F-Zero for the Switch, which is completely stupid. And I, there are people that have been yelling for a new F-Zero probably as long as they've been yelling to, about getting Mother 3 localized. And Nintendo wants nothing to do with appeasing their fans. They're like, no, Captain Falcon is the, the main character in the Smash Brothers. We can't do anything. If it's, it's if it's ultra game. realistic, it may not be that they just didn't want to do it, but the Switch hardware can't handle it, so they had to like <laughs> <Very> <laughs> had to pull the plug. That's a it. good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the article mentions though that the creator of uh, F Zero quote said that he believes the series will uh, see the light of day. However, uh, Nintendo is only interested in bringing back F Zero if it brings something new to the series, which is difficult since he believes F Zero GX was the ultimate version of F Zero. Mm-hmm. Which then they made Fast RMX, which was a launch title for the Switch, and it sold like crazy on the eShop. And it was pretty much just F Zero, but with no named characters in it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, write a letter to your local politician or Nintendo rep and tell them you want to do F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Please write. Or even is that, uh, is, the, is the original F Zero you know on what? that? <laughs> Do it. Is the original F Zero on that Switch like Super Nintendo console thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's weird. That's weird that they would leave that out. Earthbound because they own they own it, don't they? Yeah. No. Oh, they don't. Oh, they don't. No, I'm saying Earthbound. Oh, Earthbound. It's not on there. Yeah, it's not on there either. Yeah, I thought you know with the creator of of Earthbound, why that's not on there? But I didn't think there was one for F Zero. There was even uh, a, a, a similar discussion with uh, the state of Star Fox, where the creator of Star Fox was like, I would like for them to bring back Star Fox in some capacity, but just get rid of all the gimmicks and just make a good Star Fox game. It's <laughs> <was> like, yes! <laughs> Hire this man! <laughs> like, no motion controls, no dinosaurs, just make a good... Star- I mean, Star Fox Adventure was, was not terrible by any means, but... But it, it was, wasn't a Star Fox game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what people wanted. Yeah. It started off as some <laughs> game called Dinosaur Planet, and then they put Star Fox in it. All right. <laughs> and in this uh, last headline that's going to jump into our discussion, uh, a leaker has claimed to GameSpot that Grand Theft Auto 6 will not release until 2025 and will include an ever-evolving map similar to other games like it. Which, if it releases in 2025, the uh, long-rumored Silent Hill reboot, remake, remaster, whatever it is, will probably still come out before GTA V, and it was announced two days ago. (laughs) That it was happening. Wait. So, with this bit of information, uh, Richard, I'm going to let you take the floor with this, because this was uh, a great discussion topic from you. Uh, Pretty much, it's the argument of traditional games versus games as a service. So, yeah. So, I got to thinking that, you know, part of it has to do with technology. That, you know, the more advanced that we get in terms of just audio, visual, the expectation of gamers and what they want to experience, you know, it keeps getting more broad and broad and broader. And you have to have larger and larger teams, and it's going to take more and more time to develop. And, you know, quickly you're in this, well, well, kind of like Rockstar, what we're just talking about. You know, their last big release uh, was Red Dead Redemption 2, which came out uh, 2018. So, 19, 20, 20, you know, we're we're three years out from that. And then we're, if this leak is, is right, you know, we're another four years out from that. So you're looking at a seven eight year gap there i mean that's that's the lifespan of a console yep right there and they've been riding grand theft auto 5 for a while now so if you think about i mean it, it's hard for me to encapsulate that that grand theft auto online makes money but you know despite my own personal opinion on it you know if shark cards didn't make money 
if that model did not make profit, then it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it obviously does. Uh, they sell season, like the season pass thing. I know that's popular with Fortnite. They do it in Red Dead Online. I'm sure there's other games that, that do it that I'm, I'm just not aware. I Fall Guys, you know, they, they have the, did I say Fall Guys? No, I said Fortnite. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a lot of, uh, um, even uh, Fallout, Fallout 76, you know, they, they do something similar as far as like, you know, the, the passes and everything goes. So I feel like you you sort of run into this where you, you really like a game, you know, for instance, Fallout. You know, I like the Fallout franchise, but when they balance back and forth with, you know, they would have an Elder Scrolls and then they would release Fallout. And then they would release an Elder Scrolls and they would release Fallout. And they, that gap of time would become larger and larger. Even larger if you're only looking forward to one half of that because if you get a new Fallout game, you know that it's going to be years before another Elder Scroll drops and even more years beyond that before you get another Fallout. So that's a big, you know, wealth right. of time there. So the the appeasement process, I think, is something like Elder Scrolls Online or Fallout 76 or Grand Theft Auto Online, where you you have the game that you're you're passionate about and that you really love, but you know, it it exists sort of like as a persistent medium instead of just that, you know, idealistic release that we've been used to for decades now, simply because I'm not, I'm not sure that that model works very well anymore when you're talking about the scope of time. Yep. So when it comes to something like Grand Theft Auto Online, my biggest gripe is that, you know, we've been in San Andreas for a decade now. You know, I want to see something new. Now, they released the the island thing. I don't know if any of you guys have played that or not. I mean, it's cool, but, I mean, it's it's a small island. You know, it's just a little piece uh, of something. So, my thing is, is that if it, would, if it would bring a release quicker to the table, why couldn't it be, why couldn't you incorporate it somehow with Grand Theft Auto Online? Like, you know, give us Vice City. And then build a game around that, but build it around like an online experience that you've already purchased. And then it could be something as simple as, you know, when you log on to Grand Theft Auto Online, you just pick which server you're going to log into. You go into the Vice City server or you go into the San Andreas server. You know, you've got a model in place that that's profitable. And they put everything behind paywalls anyway. It's not like, you know, this is just free. Yeah, right. You know, when it, and it's not going to work for every game. Like, you know, I mean, like Mario, no. You know, there, there's there's games that this certainly wouldn't work for. But when you think of, like, the, the massive world types uh, with, with Fallout and Elder Scrolls and Grand Theft Auto, where you can build something like that, maybe this is not necessarily a bad thing yeah. for some titles. What I was, my biggest thing when we were initially talking about this the way i was looking at it was like to your example like we'll take Fortnite, and then we'll take uh i guess fallout fallout or elder scrolls for the example um the games like elder scrolls and fallout you know they take years because not only are they having to you know create assets and they're having to do music and all this other stuff they're having to build a story and they have to build a world and you know they talk about like even Elden Ring, where they've been spending years developing this world with, with uh, George R. R. Martin and everything. And then, so yeah, of course, they take years to get there. And then, to your point, uh, games like Fortnite, you know, they're very condensed stories that take place over the course of a couple months, and then they're wrapping it up. It doesn't take a lot to, you know, create a new weird galaxy thing in the middle of the sky that... Oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's obviously going to eat the planet and we're going to have to start over fresh every, what, six months, seven months, something like that. Something like that. At whatever rate that they're going these days. So, yeah, I I think that there definitely has to be like a balance because games like the Battle Royales and the, the smaller experiences definitely help make it easier to get uh, between those Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And now even Starfield, too. Like, if you think about it, um, Starfield is launching what eleven years on the to the day of Skyrim. They haven't even started yeah. making Elder Scrolls Six yet. So I mean, you've probably there's probably almost going to be almost twenty years or or fifteen twenty years between Elder Scrolls Five and Six. 
Like that's that's a whole run of like yeah. through all of grade through high and school. And hey, <laughs> and think about like and think about if you're waiting for the next Fallout. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. unless unless now with with Microsoft owning it, you know, I, I don't know the the actual text of the the deal they worked out. I don't know if Microsoft can just you know walk in and say, okay, Obsidian's doing the next Fallout. You know, I don't know how much control. Bethesda really retains after selling out. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it sounds negative, but I, you know what I mean. That's a good point, though. Like, uh, maybe Todd Howard, you know, like he's, I mean, he's obviously doing Starfield, Todd but he's, <laughs> he's also um, overseeing the Indiana Jones game through Machine Games. Like, he's already, he's yeah. like director of that or something. So I mean, it's entirely possible that Bethesda Game Studios opens up another sub studio to work, so that way they can develop these games at the same time. Using because uh, they've already there was an interview with Phil Spencer. He's been on literally like four or five different other podcasts, which we couldn't get him for some reason. He was busy, but uh, he's been on all these different podcasts. Yeah, me, I think he's afraid of Richard. If you actually. if you'd <laughs> broadcast it that I wouldn't be on, you could get you could get Phil Spencer. <laughs> but. In <laughs> uh, the discussion with that was how like different uh, studios in Bethesda were are able to share assets with other Xbox developers and vice versa. So like, for example, I think the the thing that was brought up was that like three four three, which is the Halo team, could p- possibly at some capacity start using ID Tech from Doom to help with their games, and they they could start using the Slip Space from uh, Halo in other Bethesda works and stuff like that. So I mean, it's possible they could like once, I don't know. Um, I guess three, four, three is an example. Once they finish halo infinite, if they're half people that could break away from that, they're like, okay, we're going to help you take you guys and you're going to help get mm, avowed or get, uh, uh, Starfield wrapped up so we can start working on whatever, you know, like, I mean, that's something that could definitely happen. Just, uh, help ease those gaps because like yeah because god is thinking about it, it could be 20 years between fallout 4 and fallout 5 <laughs> yeah i mean fallout 4 was 2015 okay so, maybe so if you think of the release schedule starfields what 2022 yep and then think i mean i may you know and this is something that that i think is maybe it's nothing but it's a thought that i had it, it, it'll be really telling if so if Elder Scrolls Six is going to be a, an Xbox exclusive, then I don't think that they're going to plop it down very soon after Starfield because they're going to want that to kind of you know go through and die down before they they hype up something else. But what if they do choose to keep Elder Scrolls and Fallout multi-platform? At that point, would the release window be a little bit more lax because you have an entirely separate audience that's going to be buying that as well. Cause that's income that, that you don't factor in because you know, you, not everybody's going to get game pass ultimate as much as they like to think that there's still going to be a, a large squelch of people that's not going to make that jump. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like, Say, for instance, Chase, Michael, you both don't have Xboxes. So if you wanted to play Elder Scrolls, like they're obviously going to charge you full price for it, I guess. So uh, yeah. you take all the people who want to play Elder Scrolls 6. Like, I mean, that's it's it's so crazy. Like, how why the I mean, Starfield's the except, exception, I guess, because yes, it's a new franchise. Uh, but like, they if they were to put Starfield on PlayStation, maybe they do it at some point later on. But they can charge $70 to every PlayStation customer that wants it, but, oh, it's day one on Game Pass. So Xbox people get the benefit of it, but they're also raking in money from PlayStation customers because they're having to pay full price for these games, which does not make any sense about why they're not doing it to begin with. And, <laughs> so, I mean, same thing now that, like, you know... Well, it's, it's a draw. It's a draw to their product. I mean, you know, if, if they're going to be multi-platform, then there's absolutely no reason you know not to but you know when when it comes to starfield though that's a brand new ip 
So to that extent, you know, I don't I don't feel a certain way if they if they kept that exclusive just entirely. But, you know, my my pet peeve has always been if you take something like Fallout or Elder Scrolls that's, you know, really has this huge multi-platform fan base and then you kind of try and confine it within exclusivity. I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, to Todd Howard's explanation, you know, when you only have to develop for one, then it kind of streamlines the development. And, you know, I totally get that. But is, is the structure that different that it, it takes that much more effort? I don't, I don't think it does anymore. I think that his assumption about how things work is a little uh, outdated because like, I could see, and I think... Well, he's a four-foot-tall fucking elf, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think, Sorry. I think, I think Michael knows about this, too. Like, if you've ever heard of people trying to emulate PS3 games, the architecture on a PS3 is completely just different to, like, how everything else is ever made. Like, on every other PlayStation and on every other system, it's so different. So if you if this was like back in the day, like okay, this is something that's happening on the 360 PS3 era, definitely. Like it's they're so different that it probably is a hassle to get the games ported from one system to another. But now it's they're running on the same AMD chips. They pretty much are identical boxes at this point. They're just shaped differently, and they have different little funny acronyms after everything that they, they stand yeah. for, pretty much. And so it's it can't be that difficult to just go in and say okay A means X and B means circle and oh we're gonna add haptic feedback on the PS5 controller. That's I'm not a game developer. I'm probably just getting all this wrong. And again, if anyone listens to this, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, you just don't know what you're talking about. And you're right, I don't. But it's just it just <laughs> seems like it's way too simplistic. Um, I don't. You know, I know that with uh, with a couple of the. Um the development kits that you can get that when it comes to like an, an export, like if you're going to export it to PlayStation or Xbox or something like that, I mean, you're literally just purchasing some sort of a script and clicking a button. And I mean, if it can, if it can take something that you can write within that program and you just compile it a certain way with like one click now again, I'm I'm sure not everything works that way. I just know that there are development kits out there now that do work that way. Yeah. And I just wonder how normal that is. Yeah. With being able to just convert something over to a different console with just a click of a button. Because I know some do work that way. Yeah. It, uh, it depends on the game, it depends on the console, and depends on I mean, even like Mitch said, the like the type of input and output, the the end user has um, right i mean for like haptic feedback that's that's a fancy term for it vibrates fancy yeah um but <laughs> i mean long story long and in short of it is that if you know in-game character does x then it vibrates x and y at you know level five or something you know and it's just it, it's really simple for the computer it's you know, it sounds fancy, but there's there's a really w simple, ex simplistic way to handle it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it really comes down to uh, converting the code from one thing or another. Like it, like on, you know, on your base level, that might be how the computer sees it and reads it. But you, you know, you might have one completely written in JavaScript, and it might not use if then statements. It might be used in another type of uh, internal language. So that's really where the crux of everything comes in. Suddenly it became much more complicated than just <laughs> buying a license to export it to PlayStation. <laughs> but but to, to bring it back around to, to what originally what we were talking about as far as like games as a service, when I think about Elder Scrolls, you know, they have a, that, that's worked, they have a mechanic that's worked wonders because you know, just recently, I can't remember what black Isle, I think that's the latest one that just came out. Yeah, you know, anytime black there's like a new black chapter black. Oh, okay. that comes out, I think it's black Isle. young fact check me. I'm probably wrong on that, but it just came out in a few weeks ago, I think. But you know, each chunk of that opens up a huge part of the map and it also comes with a story behind it. 
So, you know, these people that are all bent out of shape because, you know, they're, they're waiting for Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, I don't understand why you're not playing Elder Scrolls online because, you know, I, I can't speak for the beginning. I know there was a lot of complaints. You know, it didn't feel like Elder Scrolls. They didn't like it. It got trashed. Same thing happened with Fallout. But at this point in time, if you play Elder Scrolls, it feels identical to playing like Skyrim. You know, the mechanics are the same. Everything's the same. There, there are aspects of the game where you would want to group together to do something because, you know, the level of difficulty, you know, some things are just made to do in a group. But realistically, you can go through the story aspects and everything and treat it like a single-player game. Mm-hmm. So, and the same thing with Fallout 76. You know, they just, when I say recently, I think it's been about a year now, but, you know, they added the NPCs and the story elements to Fallout 76 that were, that were missing for so long. And you can you can go in... And you can adjust a setting to where other players can't hurt you at all. And at that point, hell, it becomes a single-player experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's still ways to get that same single-player enjoyment, even if you're in a persistently online environment. Or like with, with Elder Scrolls Online, for instance, um, you have to actually agree to like a fight Unless you're in certain areas of, um, oh, what Tam- Tamriel? That's the whole world, and yeah, Tamriel. There are certain areas of Tamriel where, you know, there there's no. If you go in there, you can get attacked by a player, and you can get your ass handed to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. But they're very clear on where those areas are. Outside of those areas, you have to actually agree to have a fight. It's almost like you agree to a duel. So. You know, there, there's ways around the gripes that people have, say, you know, with Grand Theft Auto, where it's nothing but griefers. You still have that in these kind of games, but you have so much more control over it that it's almost not a factor. You know, if you're getting griefed in Fallout 76, it's it's almost your fault. Because <laughs> you just, you don't know what you're doing at that point. It's like, just get good, scrub. I'm like, I can't turn the setting <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> um... I know uh, Richard and I really just kind of, I don't want to say stole the microphone from that, but uh, Chase and Steven, do you guys have anything <clears throat> to add to this discussion? Or right, Michael, I think you kind of got into, but do you have anything else to add to it? Um, I don't know. Some 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 games like that I enjoy. Some that some I don't. So it just kind of depends on, you know, what it is. I, like, I still need to go back and play Fallout 76. I've been really wanting to do that. So let me do I'll that at some you. point. Thank you. <laughs> is it cross-platform? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, come over. I, I can we'll get on turns. it. <laughs> if it's cross-platform, uh, I've got it. I'll get on the microphone and just be moral support. No, I have a yeah. PS4. So what are you playing it on? Or planning on playing it on? Um, I'm sure I guess, it's on sale on Steam or something. I'll be playing it on PS4. Okay. Well, hell yeah. I'll be playing it on PlayStation. This is all coming together. Yeah. yeah. Now I've got like a level 80 something. I mean, I've been, I played it for a long time. This so. sounds like when Richard I said, I'm, hey, I'm, let's I'm, all like play 20. Elder Scrolls Online together. And then, I think no, it's me that and Michael. pissed me off. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> um, is it, how That's many, I hope. How many, uh, is it locked to four players together or can you do as many as you want? In Fallout 76? Yeah. You can have up to 76 uh, players. That's why they call yeah. it. Yeah. Or no, no. Um, <laughs> you can't have that many. But uh, no, I don't think you're... I can't remember how many people are... I don't know. I don't really recall Can you, if you group together like that. They've got some areas that they consider dungeons that you can go in together. That may be four. I don't know. It's been so long. And I've not even played it since they updated it with the deal and the actual NPCs and stuff, so... If it's more than four players, then we should all just have a next-gen Newsweek live stream where we all play Fallout I just, 76. Uh, I'll buy from I know the <laughs> character I run, um, I, I wear power armor all the time, and I got this massive sledgehammer. <laughs> I will turn your skull into tomato soup. It's I don't awesome. know what I have anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I think I got some Raider power armor. That's a well. I don't know. Didn't they? They just added that thing though, where you can like you can kind of respec on the whim. And like mm. have different profiles set up. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get in there. Look at that. I don't know. I'm so 
you know, it, you know, we're talking about these games. We might as well talk about the danger of these games. You get sucked into them so hard that you don't play anything else for months at a time. It's worse than No Man's Sky. Impact, yeah. Oh man! I just got the newest character. He's so awesome. Well, I thought the newest character was a chick. So I mean, I'm I'm obviously lost. I mean, he looks that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, every character in yeah, I mean, they, they could be either or. Right, like almost every single character is just like mm, if they had tits, they they could you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Still yeah. bang them. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Well, <laughs> well um. I had put in the thing and the list of or the run of show about asking for uh, a favorite boss battle theme, but we can just skip that unless you guys have something ready to go because we are running a little over where we need to be right now. So does anyone have really quick just an answer to that, or do we just skip it? I don't I didn't have much thought uh, put into it. Uh, the last boss of the first. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Last boss of Dark Souls, first one, the original. It's almost like a piano type thing. It's very dramatic. It's nice. All right, I'm done. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, it. I don't know how to explain it, but the the song has like this build up to it. And back in the 2000s, it was like kind of an uncommon type deal. Um, you and it kind the, of sorry just, to interrupt you. You talking about the original Legend of Zelda? Um, not Legend of Zelda. Uh, Legend of Dragon. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, no, I take that back. Parasite Eve. Um, uh, of course, everything was kind of opera themed, um, but it switched up just a bit when uh, you faced against Eve herself, um, and it just it gave you this sense of okay, um, I should really take my time and consider things. Um, and I'm I'm a big fan of the music calling the shots before the boss can. So. Nice, Jason. You have one. Um, so in uh, Secret of Mana, there's a boss called the uh, the Dark Lich, and like the music is just like insane, it's just like a craziest boss fight music ever. So, <laughs> Secret yeah. of Mana, you said what was the name of that boss? I think this is the Dark Lich. Uh, I'm I'm gonna cheat just very slightly because I had one laid out, and then something Steven said made me think about a different one. So I'm not gonna put it as my favorite, but just sort of highlight. Favorite one has to be uh, versus Gruntilda from Banjo Kazooie, because Grant Kirkhope is an amazing musician, and that that uh, boss fight music has like eight different stages to it, and uh, the music is just high octane. They really put you in the mood for it. Um, but just a shout out to uh, the final boss. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's uh, what's a guy with his name, uh, Emperor Deviculus from Brutal Legend because it plays the song Painkiller by Judas Priest as the final boss theme. <laughs> and I had heard that song before, but never like, I think, I think I heard it in rock band or something. And I was like, I never just thought about it before. And then I got so hooked into that game that like, I would literally just go back and do that, bo- that final boss fight just over and over and over again. Cause I really enjoyed listening to Painkiller and it really got me into Judas Priest is one of my favorite bands. So just had to, had to throw that in there. Okay, Michael, real quick, did you have one? Did you think of one while we were talking, or are you still out of it? Uh, yeah, Pokemon Elite Four Black and White. That's a good one. That's good. Yes, yes. I really like uh, <laughs> the uh, Cynthia from Diamond and Pearl, the one generation of Pokemon I never played. Yes. But Cynthia's theme's really good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's jump to trivia. Um, let make sure we, we still have time. Okay. Not that we really have a, a deadline, but I just like to keep it right at an hour make things simple uh so trivia this week uh current scores are uh michael in the lead with 14 points to richard's 11 to uh steven's eight and chase has six points um in the run of show i gave you guys it said uh hope you remember you remember to bring your seatbelt. does anyone have a guess what i was talking about anyone no okay it's f-zero related um oh so hope you hope you're versed in F Zero because this is about to be the dumbest question anyone's ever asked you about F Zero. If anyone ever talks to you about F Zero, <laughs> show what me is, your boobs. What is Captain Falcon's real name? Is it James Falcon, Douglas Falcon, Midoriya Falcon, or Leon mm. Falcon? I can give you those again if you want them, but 
Anyone want to go first? James. All right. I think it's a trick question. His name is Eddie Falco. No. <laughs> That's my answer. No, his last name is Van Halen, not Falco. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Eddie Falco. Who the hell is that? Um, not uh, Captain Fox. Falcon. All right, well, so you say. <laughs> um, yeah, list those one more time. Okay. James, Douglas, Midoriya, and Leon. I'm uh, it's probably wrong, but I'm going to lean towards Leon. All right. Steven? Hmm. I want to say Midoriya. That just feels right. I'm sure I'm wrong, though. You are wrong. I know it's not Midoriya. <laughs> Pick again. Pick again, Steven. Don't be completely okay, wrong. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> James. Let's go with James. All right. Richard. It's Eddie Falco, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You have to pick one of the four. There's not a write-in at the end of it. Oh, okay. All right. What are they again? James, John. James. Jingleheimer what? Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. There we go. His name was my name, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> James, Douglas, Midoriya, and Leon. I'm going to go with James. Okay. Well, I can tell you that Leon is not the correct answer because I was looking up names. I was like, Leon Kennedy. Um, That's what I thought you got that from. I knew it wasn't Midoriya. Midoriya but... is from My Hero Academia. I knew that. <laughs> James. See, I'm an anime head. James yeah, is go. from James McCloud, Star Fox's dad. Douglas J. Falcon is the name of Captain Damn Russell. it. That's such an ugly name. The J is for James. <laughs> 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 nah, his name. Uh, his name's Doug Falcon. That's his name. <laughs> so this is apparently the trivia questions are somehow getting harder because no one's gotten a trivia question right in two weeks. So either I'm coming up with really hard questions or y'all are just bad guessers. <laughs> you are bad guessers. <laughs> now Eddie Falco exists. She uh she's an actress. She played Tony Soprano's wife in The Sopranos, and she's also yeah. Nurse Jackie. I knew I heard that name somewhere. Hmm. Oh, she's also Nurse Jackie. That's interesting. Who's Nurse Jackie? It was, it was a whole show called Nurse Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right. Uh, now we'll just jump into uh, wrapping up. If anybody has any projects or social media plugs that they would like to uh, quickly get to, uh, the floor is yours. I have nothing this week, so other than go to big dad games uh smash tournaments so uh i can not beat you in smash tournaments no. oh i uh i put that uh i put that review up but then i took it down because i didn't like how it looked um i'm gonna put that back up this weekend and launch the facebook page for board game renovations so nice. movement on that nice Uh, I'm slowly turning everything teal in my room, so that's what I got. You're making good progress. Thank you. Jay, Steven, you got anything? He's got um, a bun in the oven. It's going to take him yes. about like eight, eight to nine months to finish that. Uh, definitely the projects are going to um, have slowed down. Um, I still have uh, a lot of the music that I've been working on on uh, SoundCloud, Breaker Beats 2020. Um, hopefully within the ne next week or so, um, I can go ahead and um, get those videos up on YouTube as far as uh, Golden Sun. I am going to complete that game. Um, I just figured maybe uh, since it's been so few and far between and uh, viewers probably see one part and then a couple of weeks later it's gone. Uh, and then the next part comes up and they don't have anything to recap on. I figured I'll go ahead and start loading things on YouTube. Um, but uh, 
I'll keep everybody posted on that. It's not going to happen within the next couple of weeks or so, but. Not sure. Chase, anything this week? Nothing this week. Well, um, that's going to be it. Uh, just real quick, uh, that I forgot. To, I'm so sorry to everyone who wanted Dante from Devil May Cry and Smash Brothers. I'm your uh, me fire hearts were uh, ripped out the other day. So, uh, apologies to everyone there. Also, this is not a plug, but just letting everyone know that Burger King has a uh, Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and it's the best thing ever. So, oh, you need to try that. Okay. Anyway. That's all I got. Burger King, don't at me. I'm not sponsoring you. I'm just literally just saying that one time. So, uh, <laughs> that's going to be it. Michael, do you have anything you'd like to plug for the show this oh, evening? Of course. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bananas. Um, they're a really tasty snack, full of potassium. Uh, they have a biodegradable exterior skin that you can just toss into garbage or on the street. It doesn't matter. Uh, you can make Mario Kart references. You can open them up from both ends, and no one really talks about this, but you can eat them from both ends with a partner with the skin still on because you've opened it from both sides, and you kind of meet in the middle and then tongue each other like you're making out through a butthole. Y'all have a great night. I ask for it every week for 54 episodes. It's, it's Michael, do you got anything you want to plug at the end of this? And then they just get worse. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Uh, We'll see you next time.